0: Get your stats up, and even know the truth hurt, get your facts up, MSL's playing hurt, get your stats up, Bluff City, Hoop City, get your facts up, man, I'm M-Town ballin', and I know captain stats, MSL playing hurt, that's my favorite podcast, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, NCAA, and shout out to the local sports. Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition of Playing Hurt Podcast. I am the one and only CJ Hurt, and on the other side of me is Drew Barrett. What's up, Drew?
1: Not much, you know, just grinding, getting that money, doing my thing.
0: Grinding, getting that money. Grinding it out, man. All right, so something funny happened when we tried to shoot this podcast the first time. And so this is this is take two, wasn't anybody's fault. And it was I Drew's said, fault. No, no. It was Drew's fault. I wish we could get the the clip of you saying, "Look at you messing up." I haven't messed up anything all day. And then we end the podcast, and it's like, "Oh, we're gonna have to redo this whole uh, damn thing." See
1: the thing with uh, radio and recording at, at a radio station. Uh, if you don't press one button, everything kind of gets messed up.
0: Like, and guess guess who didn't press the button? Me. You remember that in uh, Rush Hour? Yeah. Push the button. Yeah, push the damn button! <laughs> Great movie. Anyways, all right. So, a little housekeeping to take care of first. You can follow me at Conradicalness on Instagram and Twitter. Drew, where are you at? You can find me on Twitter at
1: DBarrett36 and on Instagram at DBarrett1236. See, the first one, I swear I didn't make any mistakes. You did,
0: except for the one Except for the biggest mistake of them
1: all. But (laughs) throughout the recording, I didn't stumble on my words. I didn't make one. I didn't make up a stat. I didn't make... No you a didn't. mistake it was probably the best performance I've ever had.
0: It was, and you'll never and get m- to hear nobody it. nobody ever get to hear, it. which
1: means nobody will ever believe me
0: <laughs> i call me i'll I'll tell them how great it okay, was good, good if a tree falls in the forest and I'm there, it does make a sound. I'll good. let everybody know
1: good, I'm glad my integrity is still still it in is
0: mind. it is it is uh well, we got a topic for everybody, and we really do want to hear from you guys mm-hmm. uh about this topic and any other topic and about dates and everything like that. Please.
1: Eventually. Somebody's got to give me advice. I've got to give advice to somebody. I mean, they are going to make mistakes right off the bat. But (laughs) I need to give out my relationship advice. I don't care if it's something so simple like, hey, what movie should we go to this weekend? Or, hey, Red wine or white wine? What color roses should I pick? Just give me something, and I'll shut up. But until then, Please I'm do. not going to say anything.
0: I'm tired of him giving me advice that I just ignored. you need my. Advice. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: might a little bit. Would you rather have my advice or the sleeves of Memphis John Harden's advice?
0: Come on. Oh, don't. He's not a friend of the show yet, so I'm going to let like that slide. Yeah. But I just don't like that nickname for him.
1: I don't either. I feel like I feel like it's a little demeaning to. to- no, he he
0: wears with it. He wears it with like a a certain honor to
1: it. I know. I don't know why.
0: I, when Kevin Kevin Cerrito for another podcast, uh-huh. when he said "Sleeves of Memphis," he did it, and nobody knew he was gonna do it over the air. And when he said "Sleeves of Memphis," Johnny Radio, Johnny went crazy on the other side of the glass. He started running around, twirling and tapping his head the like way he Harden does. does he was excited he loves it I just he's just such a nice guy I just don't he, he is but he can like also he sleeve. can
1: also snap on you very quickly you, oh yeah you interned with him 10 months uh, 10 months in a row 3 days a week you'll see the best sides of John Harden and you'll also see the dark and weird sides <laughs> you don't ever want anybody to see
0: <laughs> alright back back to how you can get in touch with the show uh, email us playing hurt podcast at gmail.com that's where we're at and you can email about dating advice or you can email about any of the previous show's topics or about this topic right here that we're mm-hmm. about to jump into uh, who should replace Josh Pastner at Memphis let's preface uh, the beginning of the show with first he's not leaving no. they can't they're not going to get it's rid of him it's all hypothetical it is very hypothetical I don't think he should leave at the end of this year or be fired or be forced to leave mm. um, but should something happen and Memphis decide to fire him or he decide hey these people are crazy sort of like Cousin Martin their their expectations are you know not unrealistic but I don't think they'll ever accept anything that mm. I do and he decides to bolt here are some coaches that uh, Memphis should consider hiring yeah Definitely. Drew has his list of five. I have my list of five. We didn't sit down and talk to each other about these. It was kind of on purpose, so we made sure we covered a wide range of coaches because more, more than football, NFL football, and college football, college basketball has 345 schools That's at the D1 level. And each one of those schools has – an assistant coach, a lead assistant coach, somebody Mm. who's waiting to be a head coach. And, you know, each – you know, there are a lot of schools that have up-and-coming coaches. There are a lot of schools who have up-and-coming assistant coaches. So it's a large pool to choose from that Memphis has. Mm. And so Drew and I have five different ones apiece, ten to give you guys ten coaches just to to think about and mull over in addition to I'm sure you got your – if you're listening you got your favorite most people coach. do i mean when like you talk to three. when you talk to somebody about this
1: they've always got somebody that they've had in mind for years yeah. or that has just burst onto the scene and they know that they want that guy i mean everybody's got their list so we're going to share ours Go ahead. You so I'll start with my number, my number one pick, and it's probably everybody in the darn country's number one pick for a coach, and that's shocker Smart. I mean, when you look at the guy, he's just done incredible things at VCU. He got there in 2009, 2010. He's gone 154 wins with only 51 losses. That's a .751 winning percentage. I mean, he's reached Final Four, third round, third round, second round. Right now, they're 18 and five. Their first place of the Atlantic Ten Conference. I mean, look into those stats. Who wouldn't want that?
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. He he comes from a mid major. Mm-hmm. Memphis is. We still hadn't figured out a word. We haven't. for power five between power five and mid major. Power major. Power major. That sounds like Power Ranger. I like it.
1: I'll go with go power. go
0: power Majors down yeah. down, down down, I like it, I love it i love, uh, I
1: like Power Rangers back in the day, but back to what we were talking about, Chaka Smart has been in the running for probably every coaching job since two thousand and eleven. I mean his name is put up for every single big name job, and he just turns them down he does it he doesn't even think about them, which is why he's such a stretch for Memphis just because he doesn't even entertain the thought of leaving VCU. And yeah. that's what's kind of scary. I don't know what's so special about VCU other than the fact that he is just winning so much. He's only making $1.5 million a year. Memphis can definitely double that for him. Yeah. So what is so special about VCU that he just continuously turns down these major jobs?
0: Appreciation. I mean, we talked about it with Cuzo Martin, mm. and we're talking about it a little bit with Josh Pastner here. But if you if you're in a spot and you're being successful, and they're showing appreciation, and you feel like okay, I can pit my anchor here, mm. why not stay? I've I've never understood. Let me not say never. Sometimes I I wonder. Why would you leave this spot? You're you're king of this place right now. Mm. You're leaving here to go to a place where, should you underperform a year, they're ready to get rid of you. Rich Rodriguez uh, at West Virginia me- mm. immediately comes to mind. That was his alma mater. He had made West Virginia respectable. They were more than respectable, actually. They were in BCS games and everything like that, winning Big East championships and stuff. Why would you leave your alma mater where you're being successful to go to Michigan, take a Michigan job where they didn't have the players that you needed, they didn't have the system in place that you ran, you were going to have a bad year off the bat, mm. and and put yourself under that type of pressure, under that type of microscope? Like, that just didn't make sense Was, to me. Wasn't West Virginia in the uh,
1: Fiesta Bowl the year that he left? Yeah. I mean, that takes a lot of guts right there. I mean, you were in a BCS Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, that's no slouch. Oh, who's the quarterback? Something White, hey, Pat White. Pat White. That's it. Stud.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Does he you know, still play for the
1: Jets. Or where is he
0: at? He's got to be out of the league. It's got to be. I think. See so. in Canada. He might be up there. Arena? Maybe Arena. I don't know. He's he's out. There. If you know where Pat White is, email the show.
1: Email the show. It's a it's a full on Amber Alert for Pat White. I don't <laughs> know where he is. CJ doesn't know where he is, and I'm guessing you probably don't either. But if you do, email the show at playingheart at gmail dot playingheartpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, Looks like he's
0: with the Redskins, actually. <laughs> really? That's what it looks like. That might be his last stop. Let me make sure. But, yeah, I just don't understand why coaches would leave a mm-hmm. solid situation for a situation that's better as far as prestige and pay goes but has more pressure on you to win now. That's why, I, mm-hmm. that's why Shaka's staying. But, you know, if Memphis can find a way to persuade him to leave, that would be a great hire. But other teams have come and tried and haven't been successful. NBA teams and college teams, teams from Power 5 conferences. So, you know, it's it's going to be a tough get to get Mm -hmm. Shaka. But, again, if. If you can get him, go ahead
1: and get him. Definitely. I mean, if he's up for it and he'll even entertain the thought, you got to put everything you have into that deal because he is such a great coach. I mean, VCU is not, nowhere near was nowhere near any the type of program it is now before he got there. Mm-hmm. He has literally taken that program a complete 180 and made them a mid-major
0: threat. Well, they're, they're on the verge of moving from that mid-major mm. to power-major distinction.
1: You, v, VCU, what, would you put them at what, like number four or number five among the mid-major teams? This year? Not this year, but in the last five years.
0: I, You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'd have to sit down and do a lot of research mm. on mid-major programs because with conference realignment, you know, Louisville was in that mix at one point in time, yeah. but then they moved. And then so with conference realignment and everything like that, I'd have to really sit down and delve into that. But that's a good question. Because technically right now, UConn
1: is a mid-major team.
0: Yeah. They're not in a Power Five conference. Yeah. So, you know, y- you have to take all that mm. into consideration. So I don't know where I would pit them. That might be a good show to do in the summertime. Rank mid-major teams? Rank, rank Power major team. Power major. Oh, that's right. We're calling yeah. them power majors now. <clears throat> yeah. But uh can we can we patent that T M?
1: We're gonna patent it.
0: I'm gonna patent it. We're gonna put it on T shirt. Cool. Power Major. I like it. I have a Memphis tiger running around there. Yeah.
1: And if you want a power ranking T shirt, T M, please email <laughs> the show at
0: playingherpodcast at Gmail Please do, please do. Uh yeah, last time, real quick with Pat White, last time he played was in twenty thirteen. I don't think he's in the league anymore. Wow. That's unfortunate. Let us know if you know where Pat White is. Well. Or Pat
1: White. You let us know where you are. Yeah,
0: contact the show Pat White. Uh, We'd love to interview you, in all honesty. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd interview Pat White. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back to the topic at hand. So that was Shaka Smart is on your list. Mm. My list, uh, not in any particular order, but let's start with... uh... Let's start with Cornell Mann, Iowa State assistant coach. Mm. a Fourth year as an assistant with the Cyclones under Fred Hoiberg. 13 years as an assistant at the D1 level. He's made the NCAA tournament at all four of his coaching stops, Central Michigan, Western Michigan, Dayton, and Iowa State. We've seen what the Cyclones are able to do this year. As far as that, he's the lead defensive assistant, somebody that people characterize as high energy. And, you know, I think he'd be a good fit. I really do. Since he's been there three straight tourney appearances, uh, they won eleven game eleven conference games each of those years and the big ten big ten, they got ten teams, but it's the big twelve. The big mm-hmm. twelve with that round robin schedule, it's tough to win that many games in conference. It really is when you play everybody twice. And this and the Big Twelve is a great conference, man. And from a, a recruiting and developmental standpoint, he works with the guards and he, he has you know worked with young guards, and he is responsible for helping to develop the last three big twelve newcomers of the year and That's something that I think is real important because what's the knock on passenger? He can get talent in mm-hmm. doesn't develop it Well, you got a guy right here who's bringing talent in and developing it. He brought in monte Morris uh last year, and he was a consensus top you know hundred player, and all Monte Morris did when he got there. Oh, He just led the NCAA with the assist-turnover ratio. No biggie. No biggie. And he's first this year in assists nationally, in the Big 12, Mm -hmm. not nationally. First in the Big 12, 28th nationally. So, you know, when you look at somebody who can go out there, get good players, and then develop them into good college players, I think that's something that everybody here wants to see happen. Definitely. I mean, the thing, the
1: biggest, like you said, knock on Pastner is he can't develop the talent. You know, we think that we have these great recruits coming in, and they probably are as good as people say they are because, I mean, let's face it, if you're a top 50 recruit on every single sports website, everybody's not going to be wrong. Yeah. So we're getting these top recruits, but by the time they leave, we're thinking, bust. Bust. He was supposed to be a top-ten Tiger of all time. Bust. He, he didn't do enough. He didn't show out enough. Bust. It's got to be on Pastner. I mean, everybody can't be wrong about these guys four years earlier. Yeah. I mean, things do happen. Some people actually are bust. You, you hit your peak at high school, and then that's it. You can't elevate your game anymore, and there's nothing wrong with that. But – I know for a fact some of these players have not reached their peak, but Pastner isn't developing developing them past this.
0: I hate this. I hate take two. Take one was so good. That's your fault. You messed up. Oh, I did mess up. Uh, But, yeah, you look at Adonis Thomas. You know, he's he left, went to Kansas. Mm-hmm. And it was – the knock was – That that was Tariq Black. Tariq, Tariq Black. Adonis Thomas Don is, left early. I'm sorry. Tariq Black. Forgive yeah. me. Uh, Tariq Black leaves, goes to Kansas. Before he leaves, it's like, ah, oh, no big deal. Tariq Black is leaving. He's so, so college basketball mm-hmm. player. Gets to Kansas. Does he get drafted? Does he I improve? think he
1: got drafted in the second round. And
0: proves his draft stock yeah. enough to get drafted mm-hmm. under Coach Self. And it's like, wait a second. And now he's – I do believe he's starting for the L.A. Lakers. Granted, it's Lakers. It's, a bad, it's bad Lakers. a bad Lakers team. But he's starting in the NBA. If I had told you when Black transferred that he was going to start out for an NBA team, you would have laughed la- in your face. Everybody would have laughed in my face. You know, but that's, that's one of those knocks on passing. Like, people leave and all of a sudden they're good again. Hmm. It will be interesting to see what happens with Iverson. Up at Rhode Island, yeah, it would be because and see if it's if it's Pastor or if it's mm-hmm. him. And, see now,
1: if Iverson does pan out, then I think that's more on Rhode Island's coach than Pastor, just because Iverson was really only here for one year, didn't get that much playing time, um, and you know, am I glad that he's gone? Not really, but if he was causing as much of a distraction as Pastor likes to claim, but you never know if you can actually believe Pastor know He didn't start Austin Nichols on Sunday against uh, Central Florida. What was the deal with that? Like, uh, nobody knows for sure. It's just he was teaching Austin a life lesson. <laughs> <laughs> You're a basketball coach. Leave that to
0: your parents, please. Goodness gracious. No, he's not. He's more than a basketball coach. He's a role model. Oh, man. You have to teach these young men things, man. Yes. You You have to get them to...
1: To understand, but yes, because Austin needs so much life lessons that he never learned growing up in the suburbs of Caryville. <laughs> he had such a hard life, he didn't know that never had the chance to learn these life lessons and learn from right from wrong. I mean, and then Pastor had the audacity to go on and say that nobody's bigger than the team, which normally I would be okay with. <laughs> Austin is bigger than the team, Austin is the damn team. I mean, really? Things like I, I that. I can't. You, you can't separate the two. You can't have a team without Austin. We saw it when he was out. We lost to East freaking Carolina. You can't have a team without Austin. So you know what, Pastor? Take those words and shove them back up your butt for all I give a crap right now. <coughs> he is
0: the damn team. You keep Man, talking, I'm you getting keep, hot. You keep talking that way, and I'm going to have to sit you out for a half oh, and teach, teach you a life I'm lesson. Hot. Golly.
1: It's really hot in here. Like, you know, <laughs> blood starts to boil. Your mind starts to run. I'm just saying, take one was so much better. I didn't have a rant. But yeah. I actually like that
0: rant. That was nice. Man, whatever. I spoke from the heart. It, take it easy on my I'm man. So right. You got to teach these kids something every now and, see, and then. See, I was nice. You got to learn them a thing or two every now and then.
1: See, I was nice on in take one on Saturday. Yeah, you were. And then Sunday rolled around and, well, <laughs> and you can see how much a day can do to a person. Oh, man.
0: Uh, who's next on your list? All
1: right, let's get back to the original topic. Number two on my list, like CJ said, not in any particular order, is Richard patino
0: I'm be honest with you, I like your list more than I like mine. Thinking I, about thank it, thank
1: you, thank you. But go ahead, I've got a pretty
0: darn good list. What, what Re- about I Richard?
1: think Richard patino You know, he's a son of a coach up a little north of us that loserville (laughs) university or whatever they like to call themselves now
0: louisville 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 is their name
1: okay uh i think that richard patino is a great up-and-coming coach uh last year this is only his he's right now currently only in his third year of coaching had one season at florida international university uh Okay, season. I'm guessing for FIU. I don't really follow their program very well. 18 and 14. Took Minnesota, a low-tier bottom uh low bo- low-tier team in the Big 10. Last year, took them to the NIT championship, won it, uh finished with 25 and 13. He's got a total record of 59 and 36. I can see him going places. I really can't. I think, and plus, you add that father-son dynamic to all what is already a very heated rivalry of Memphis mm-hmm. and Louisville. I mean, it couldn't be any better than in a movie. I mean, it sounds like a plot straight out of a movie if you get that type of action going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's why I like your list, mm-hmm. uh, because of Richard petino I, I really think he's a good coach. You see what he's able to do at Minnesota. Uh Toby Smith didn't leave Minnesota in the best of shape. And, you know, he was able to come in there and get them back to playing competitive basketball. And he's doing it in the Big Ten, which is a a good basketball conference. And if you're in the Big Ten and you have to play Wisconsin and Michigan State and Ohio State and Indiana, Mm -hmm. you know, Purdue... Michigan, everybody. All now great and then. basketball. Illinois. Program. Like, those are good teams. Those are real good teams. And the fact that you're able to, with less talent, go toe to toe with some of these teams and win games and pull off upsets, that speaks volume for you as a coach and what you're able to do. And I think if you bring him down here, let's be honest Memphis is, We we talk about this all the time, you and I do. Where does Memphis basketball rank? Historically, mm. as far as prestige and everything like that, my number is a little higher than yours. But. I I certainly have them higher than I have Minnesota. Yes, of let's course. just be honest. And so I I have Memphis as a top forty. I think you have them as a top twenty program. Top twenty.
1: I put them definitely top twenty.
0: And so you, but know, I'm a little biased. You're a lot biased. Man. But you go from a lower tier middle of the Pack Big Ten team, probably to a top program nationally would Minnesota even be in top 100 it's
1: 345 teams sure why not I don't just know. the power 5 element that you yeah. puts them in the top
0: 100 Yeah. Right. so you know uh, you bring him down to Memphis more resources you know, people want to come to Memphis mm-hmm. because it is Memphis and it is Memphis basketball you bring him in here he develops players he coaches them up he's young, he can be here for a while, and it adds fuel to that Louisville rivalry, I'm all for it, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, with Louisville
1: uh, and Memphis picking back up their uh, non-conference uh, schedule in 2016-2017, mm-hmm. and that game will be played at Louisville, and then the next year will be played at the FedEx Forum here in Memphis. And that almost falls in line of when a lot of people think Pastor will be kicked out.
0: Force, around Forced to leave. Or, or fired forced or to leave, resigned
1: fired, resigned. But that that kind of falls to almost to the day of the timeline that people are giving Pastor and how much time they think he has left. So that would be incredible, especially for Richard Petino's first
0: year having to play Pops. That would be interesting. It would be... Like reminiscent of the Bowlin Bowl mm-hmm. way back when, and they've played, I do believe before. I'm pretty sure they've played, mm. and but, uh, but it's, it's not it's, it's not, not, the not same, a, a, a rivalry. Mm-hmm. If it's a rivalry game, yeah, oh that's great. I
1: mean, I don't think any Minnesota fan grew up like a Memphis fan being taught to hate Louisville.
0: No, pretty sure they didn't. No, pretty sure they're taught to hate Michigan and Wisconsin. Mm.
1: Who, who do so. they have the the battle of Paul Bunyan's axe up there
0: with? Is that Michigan? Paul Bunyan's trophy trophy whatever. is Michigan. Michigan state. The axe is Wisconsin and Minnesota. That's what I thought. Yeah, I knew they had one of the, those things. Yeah.
1: What's up with Michigan and Paul Bunyan? Is that like is he like a superhero? Well, up you there? know, it was it was a
0: a lumber, uh, export. It was a major lumber oh, export okay. way back when the settlers first came through there. Paul Bunyan and and uh not Paul Bunyan axe. Paul Bunyan and his ox and Babe swung through there and everything like that and chopped down all the trees. So that's what that is about. Oh, see a little history lesson for you there people. Hey. Uh learn something new every day. That's what you get when you listen to playing her podcast. We Next on
1: my list full of information about every subject. Every subject. I like to consider myself the king of useless knowledge. <laughs> but actually, I'd probably be a prince of useless knowledge because my dad, oh my goodness, he knows more useless facts than anybody else on the face of the planet. But it's
0: awesome that, that
1: <laughs> real, the weird things that he knows and the things that he can just pull off the top of his head, it's actually pretty incredible. Nice. Yeah.
0: we have to get him on. I mean, have, just, have, just have a random rant episode where there's no topic. We just talk about random things back and forth. I can do that. Be interesting. Uh next on my list, I like this guy a lot. Uh he's one of he might be the favorite on my list. Uh Michael White, Louisiana Tech Head coach. Uh for those who don't know, ESPN's Jay Billis and Jeff Goodman recently named White the number one up and coming coach mm-hmm. in the nation. That says something if you're, you know, with three hundred and forty five other yeah. coaches and at the D one level. He's he's at Louisiana Tech right now. They're playing amazing basketball. They're the favorites to win Conference USA. They were in the WAC, so moving from the WAC to Conference USA, certainly, I'm not going to say certainly, but it seems to be a step up in competition. And they came in. He brought them in. They're winning. They won 29 games last year, which was their highest ever. Mm-hmm. They won 29 and a share of the Conference USA regular season title last year. This is at Louisiana Tech people. It's not like a basketball powerhouse. They won twenty. They went twenty-seven and seven in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. They had a program record eighteen game win streak, that was second longest at the uh, D one level. They also made history in a whack uh, regular season championship for the first time. They won that for the first time. That was their first basketball championship. Excuse me. I'm having a Drew messing up. Uh, they went fourteen and zero at home. They were able to advance to the second round of the NIT. So he has a a program on the rise at Mm. Louisiana Tech, and that's limited resources. That's a legit mid-major. Very
1: limited resources.
0: He's coming to a legit power major Mm. to coach at Memphis. I just think that would be great for Memphis to go out there and get a young up-and-coming coach. That's what Passner was, Mm. but he was a young up-and-coming assistant. This is a young up-and-coming Head coach, someone who already has the experience of being that head guy. Yeah,
1: and I think that w- that would be a lot better than hiring assistants. Not saying that I don't have an assistant coach on my list because I do, and I think that he would be great. But I think already having head coaching experience, no matter at what level it is, is going to help you have a better understanding of how to approach the players as a coach. As an assistant coach, I mean, growing up, all playing baseball, you always look to the assistant coaches as kind of your pals, your buddies. You know, someone that you would listen to, you respected, but it wasn't the same type of respect. You felt like you could joke around with them. Head coach walks in, you shut up. You know not to talk. You know to respect him and – I think that's one of the main reasons, main problems with Pastor, especially early on in his coaching career. Everybody knocked him for being so soft and so nice to all the players, is because that's all he knew how to do. Yeah. He knew how to be an assistant coach. He knew how to be nice, how to talk to them, how to joke around, and then throw in some, instru- some instruction and criticism, but very lightly. As a head coach, you're not joking around. You're getting straight to the point. You are telling these people, these players, what they need to do, how they need to do it, and when to do it. I mean, it's all business. And to have a coach that already got that head coaching experience puts you head head above shoulders.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the, another knock on passenger is he doesn't pull off any upsets. Mm-hmm. You know, he beats people he's supposed to beat. And well, he. <laughs> sometimes
1: overtime win in Usu- Central Florida usually guess we won
0: usually he beats people he's supposed to beat mm. and then he loses in games I say, he's
1: supposed to lose I say he
0: loses in rather impressive fashion in games he's supposed to lose because they're not close usually especially this year Oklahoma State this year, they last o- year. Oklahoma oh, State God. slaughtered them last year I was questioning the meaning of life <clears throat> you know by halftime and so that's that's a knock on Passner. But with White, last year he pulled off upsets against Oklahoma and uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And Georgia, you know, finished second in the SEC. SEC. And so that's, that's something else he has going for him. He knows how to coach when he has less talent mm-hmm. and the other team has more. And Passner hasn't figured that out yet. Not saying that he won't ever figure it out. But by the time he figures it out, it'll probably be too late, and he won't be a Memphis head coach anymore. Mm, I mean, you- it can only you only can give the guy so much time. And Pastor,
1: I know I've been sounding a little negative. If you're listening, don't be I a know negative, you, Nelly. Because I know you are negative, Nelly, over here. You're probably one of our number one fans. Let's
0: Everybody's good. I know. Do you
1: not understand that? I know. But Pastor, I just want you to know this is all hypothetical. Am I upset? Yes. Do I still like you as a person? Yes. What like I love him as
0: a coach, <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> that, to. That sigh says it M, all. I'm not talking about that exactly. sigh says it all. Just, just that noise right there. That's that's in general when people support Passner, mm-hmm. or when people are kind of on the fence about Passner as a. You coach. always hear that. <sighs> yeah, Passner is a good guy. We love him. He's he goes out to the community. Mm. He'll talk to whomever whenever about whatever. He really will. He's really a a great ambassador of Memphis Tennessee. Yeah. But do we like him as a coach? <sighs> <sighs>
1: And you see, Pastor, there's a way that I can help you fix this. You know, email the show at playingherpodcast at, at gmail dot Pastor I, can come. Pastor we'll can come in and
0: talk to us. Yeah,
1: well, you you we'll, you come in here. We'll talk to you on air. We'll we'll have a nice little interview chat, and then me and CJ, we'll yeah, we'll take you out to lunch. We'll we'll tell you all the great That's things not in about the budget. you.
0: Pastor is making two and a half mil a year. You all get right, paid Pastor, for lunch.
1: you're gonna take us out to lunch and. By you paying for our lunch, we're going to help save your career. If we'll we tell don't. you everything you need to know to put you on the straight and narrow for people to love you again and for you to start winning and being the great coach that we thought you could be and we hope that you can be. But for right now, we're going to talk about the people who, who we think should replace
0: you. <laughs> you got next on your list, man. All
1: right. Next person I got on my list is personally not a favorite guy of mine. But the reason why I put him on my list is because, like I said in the beginning of the show, you talk to anybody, and they've got a guy. And I can't tell you how—probably about 75% of the people—I mean, that's a big number for me, because I talked to this about with everybody—has got this guy on their list. And I'm not saying I don't like him because of his coaching or because he hasn't performed— I don't like him because maybe he cheated once. That's not why and you don't. Maybe like him. he might have coached in the terrible city of Knoxville and worn that <laughs> god awful burnt orange. Uh, well, god awful orange. Wasn't
0: uh, wasn't Richard Pitino, uh, assistant at Louisville? Yeah, he no. was an assistant under his dad at Louisville. Wow, well, yeah, that's an assistant. I mean,
1: <laughs> as an assistant, you take whatever you can get, but as a head coach. Then I'll hate you.
0: Okay. You can't hate
1: hate the buddies. You hate the main guy. You don't hate hate the guy. You don't hate the assistants. You don't hate the assistants. I mean, they're just trying to feed their families, get some jobs, right? So I've got Bruce Pearl, if you haven't guessed. I don't know. Have I actually said his name yet? No. Okay. Well, it's Bruce Pearl if you haven't guessed. And if you haven't guessed, you might want to do some more research before you actually listen to the show because I'm pretty sure everybody in the state of Tennessee knows who Bruce Pearl is. And anybody who actually follows basketball should know who he is. So at Tennessee, he was at Tennessee from 2005 to 2011. Solid, very solid resume. I mean, you look at this. I mean, first year at Tennessee, second round in the NCAA tournament. Second year, Sweet 16. Third year, Sweet 16. Fourth year, eh, they got knocked off in the first round, but that was also the year that they went. um, No, that was not. That was a falling year. Falling year after they had uh, had that great sweet 16 run, you know, was number one at a time of, uh, you know, knocked Memphis off of that very historical number one versus two game. Was it, at the And pedestal. then the very
0: next day had people get arrested for or that night, rather, had people get arrested for holding up a convenience store or something like that, wasn't it? Where? At Knoxville. Where? Oh, the football
1: players? Or who? No, I, somebody I held up some convenience store. I think it was basketball players. So you're telling me? I don't know. I was probably, I was in I was in seventh grade at the time. I can't really remember all the um, news at factors. I remember sports, but that's about it uh, from seventh grade. You're telling me that they beat Memphis, got back on a plane, flew to Knoxville, and then robbed a convenience store.
0: I'm pretty sure. Let me let me look that up. But I'm almost certain that that happened. But continue your right. list. Continue so, why they should go after Bruce Pearl.
1: I think you should go after Bruce Pearl because you can. I mean, you can take him. I think the only reason why he went to Auburn cuz let's face it. Auburn Auburn's probably right there with probably about two teams above Minnesota. If you're talking Auburn basketball, you're talking Charles Barkley. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing Auburn basketball has ever had going for them and probably will ever have going for them. I mean, right now there are 11 and 11 uh or no that yeah, eleven or yeah, eleven eleven this season, not very good. I mean, it's Auburn basketball, and I th- really think he took the job Auburn basketball just because it was the first Power Five job he got offered after that whole recruiting scandal.
0: Yeah, I mean, also two point two million reasons. Yeah, okay, that, that'll do it. That's yeah, that's not passionate money, but it's pretty damn close. It's I mean, for Auburn basketball, it's pretty
1: good. I mean, and also. I think, especially in addition and take one, I remember you bringing this up. Why well, uh, he went from being one of the top guys at Tennessee to being—he's—is he even in the top ten most famous people in the state of Alabama right now?
0: No, 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 can't be, can't not not nowhere near the top twenty most important people in the state. Twenty? No, I think it goes Nick Saban, uh, Gus Gus hmm Uh, what's my name my man's name from Florida Uh, Muschamp Muschamp is still there Mm -hmm. Kirby Smart whoever the quarterback is for Auburn whoever the quarterback is for Alabama then Nick Saban again (laughs) then I'm sure we can throw in a mayor or a governor and a couple of congressmen Mm -hmm. and then Nick Saban again Uh and then Gus Malzahn after that
1: and then we'll throw in a country singer
0: yeah or and, two. And then maybe around 30, Bruce Pearl sometimes up. comes up in passing.
1: See, now, if you want to stay and be a number 30 guy at in Auburn, be my guess. But if you want to come to – I mean, if you came to Memphis, I mean, we're called Hoop City for a reason. I mean, it is – Love some basketball. We love basketball. We love watching it. We love cheering about it. We love criticizing it. Yeah. Most of all, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, I can't tell you how many times when I was an intern here and I had to answer the phones, every time Memphis lost, I was like, I'm not going in. I'm not doing it. Cuz <laughs> people would yell at me like I'm on the damn team.
0: This year Like, sir,
1: I'm sorry I didn't shoot any 3s last night. I couldn't. I'm sorry I missed the letter for my couch and, and in my and, living room. And check this
0: out. This is in the summertime. This is when they're up in Canada mm-hmm. playing and yep. nobody's supposed to know what's going on. People were livid about can that Canada trip. Oh damn.
1: That just shows you
0: how crazy they are about basketball in this area. See, so Bruce Pearl, you can move from
1: number 30 in Alabama to top dog. I mean, you're more – Josh Pastner right now is more of a news maker and news figure than Mayor A.C. Warden. Yeah. I'd say more people in the city of Memphis. I'd put $100 on it. More people in the city of Memphis know who Josh Pastner is than who know who Mayor A.C. Warden is.
0: Or Congressman Cohen.
1: Or Congressman Cohen. Yeah. I mean, he is that big of a person here in the city of Memphis. So I've really and Bruce Pearl's kind of an ego guy.
0: He's definitely an ego. He guy.
1: loves to get that ego. He loves for people to tell him how great of a guy he is. So I think if you brought him into Memphis, it it would go one of two ways. He would either just thrive off of it and be and soar through the roof. Or he'd let it just, like, fully rush to his head and feel like he don't have to do nothing.
0: Oh, no, he's, he's going to do work. Uh, You brought up the fact about the NCAA violations, mm-hmm. and he I don't think he can recruit for the next couple of years. So that would be go on easy. him. But, hey, currently his class of 2015 is 11 on 247sports.com, and he can't recruit. He can't have contact with it, recruiters. It's just the name. And that's, that's what they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, that barbecue, Aaron Kraft, Josh Shelby, and I forget the UT guard who was at that barbecue. Mm-hmm. But all three of them had stellar mm-hmm. college careers. They Josh, weren't bad. Josh Shelby ended up coming to, through Memphis playing for the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and he's playing ball now uh, someplace. I'm not for certain. But this isn't the Josh Shelby podcast. This is the Playing Hurt podcast. And uh, real quick about Pearl, Memphis will have to buy out – uh, passing this contract and also help Bruce Pearl pay his $5 million buyout mm-hmm. if that happens this year. There's a $5 million buyout to prevent Bruce Pearl from just up and leaving and it goes down a million each year he coaches. So next year it'll be four, the following year three, so on, so on so forth. And so that'll also make it a little bit difficult mm-hmm. to try and grab him but you got to go get who you got to go get. Yeah. Next on the list of go-getters Ben Jacobson, Northern Iowa head coach. 191 and 103 at Northern Iowa, uh, winningest coach in UNI history. He's been coaching 22 years as an assistant at North Dakota and North Dakota State in Northern Iowa, and then he became head coach in 2006. And let me just tell you something. If you can win games at Northern Iowa, and he's won games consistently at Northern Iowa, you can win games damn near anywhere. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that is... Mid major at its finest, and he's able to bring in players with far less talent than what Memphis is able to get mm. and turn them into not powerhouses but respectable basketball players with a respectable basketball team mm. with a solid program. I think looking at Jacob Jacobson's stats and everything and his
1: winning percentages and all that, and especially of where he's coaching right now at Northern Iowa, he is the exact opposite of pastor. He is all about development. He's taking way less talent than what pastor is getting year in and year out, and he's putting almost a better squad on the court.
0: I guarantee you, we Memphis doesn't want to play Northern Iowa this year.
1: What are they? They're oh twenty six and two right now. Yeah, fifteen and one in the Missouri Valley
0: Conference. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, so I just think he's he is is one of those guys. He, I can see if you had pause, like, hey, let's wait, let's let him do it on a more consistent basis. Mm-hmm. But for Pete's sake, he's got the number ten team in the nation in Northern Iowa. He's Man. got to be able to coach. That, that's incredible. I mean, especially to turn a team
1: around. I mean, last year they went sixteen and fifteen. Back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, he knows how to get people to buy in to a team concept. He knows how to develop players and get their top performance out of them and and take them to their peak and break through that ceiling. It yeah. seems like he's taking not very talented guys and taking them to their ceiling and pressing them through, just busting straight through that ceiling and getting them to a much higher Level of basketball, which is what you want a college coach to do. That's
0: what you need a college coach to do. That's what you pay a college coach to do. Yeah. So that's that's next on my list. I like them. I like to see him do it for another mm-hmm. year. Be good another year. But hey, coaches with far less have been hired. Josh Pastner hadn't accomplished what he had accomplished. Yeah, and, and you got hired. You've got uh, Northern Iowa's uh, schedule pulled up.
1: There, yeah. I see a few uh, common. Uh, uh, see a lot of common opponents. Opponents. Uh, Stephen F. Austin. They beat them. Uh, Wichita State. Hey, they smacked them by sixteen. Bradley. They beat them. We did beat Bradley though. Uh, Illinois State. They beat Illinois State. We beat Illinois State. Who else am I looking at here? Um, I think that's it. But I mean, hey, they got two wins over teams that beat us, and one of them killed us. Yeah. I mean, spanked us
0: good wins quality wins quality team they're good they're good they're gonna make some noise in the tournament who you got next on your list next on my
1: list is that one assistant coach that uh i think could be the best for memphis and a guy who's got some memphis ties. that guy of course he's came through he's been a not only uh Memphis Grizzlies assistant uh coach, he was also a assistant coach here at the University of Memphis, and that's Damon Stodemeyer, who also who it was a pretty big deal in his playing career at both Arizona and in the NBA, played under Greg Popovich in the NBA, got to have both assistant jobs in NBA and NCAA. And the fact is that he had that great college career at Arizona, won the nineteen ninety four national championship uh game with who was on that team? Nineteen ninety four national championship in Arizona.
0: Mm. With Damon Stondemer. Yeah. Uh, who was that guy? Uh, Mike Bibby.
1: Was wasn't Bibby on that team? I think he was, but there's somebody else I'm thinking of. Oh, uh. Someone who likes to brag about getting rebounds and
0: oh, you talking about passing. Yeah. I'm only thinking about important <laughs> players, not Josh passing. They're not yeah. somebody who's in the gym early in the morning with everybody else who's in the gym early in mm-hmm. the morning putting up shots. But he's not putting up shots. He's getting rebounds. He's rebounding. He's boy. rebounding and passing them the ball. Get he's helping here. him. Get out he's of here. He's getting that ball. For that's them. something you don't tell people. You do not tell people, "Hey, I went to the gym early every day." Mhm. And me and my boy Damon Sondermeyer, we shot around. And I made sure I chased down the rebound and I flicked it to him. I gave him that ball back. Coach, real quick, did you ever shoot? No, it wasn't my job to shoot. It was no. my job to get the rebound in an empty gym. Did y'all not have two balls? Listen, he had to get up his shots. <laughs> but what about your shots? Didn't matter. I sacrificed nah. for the team. Get out of here.
1: I mean, that's like me talking about my, my internship, or my oh just not even my internship, my whole career here at Sports 56, and saying, hey, I got Eli Savoy, a mountain diet, mountain doof, down the street. I contributed <laughs> to, it, his, to his success. And putting that on a resume like it's something, Sitting there in the some room, type of skill. Like, I'm a
0: boss. Got a mountain
1: diet, mountain doof for Eli Savoy. Man, I've, I'm living the dream.
0: Oh my gosh, that just that's just ridiculous. Back to Damon though. Damon wait, is
1: wait, wait. Uh, so can, can we? Uh, uh, I know we talked about this to take one, but I really just want to keep talking about it. Can we get ahead. an intern? I, I forgot I want we talked about well, an it. We did, and I, I want one.
0: You're trying to spend the what little budget money we have on playing her podcast oh, on you, passing us lunch.
1: You, you don't realize we we don't pay, and this is an oh internship. I got you. I feel yeah, you. Pretty much every internship in uh sports media is unpaid so. Yeah. I think I think that we got just as good of a shot of landing an intern as anybody else. Yeah, we need to get on that. Yeah. So if you're interested in being our own personal intern, you'll you'll might get some coffee. You might you'll get CJ donuts. You might go pick me up a couple tacos from Taco Bell. You I know, like tacos too. Drew doesn't like donuts for some I don't some reason. I don't. I'm weird. I don't like pancakes or waffles. It's crazy. I know. I'm just a weird guy. You so don't if you like you'd any like, type of pastry. I I know. It's just they, they they don't taste good to me. They're not. They don't even look good to me. They're just not even <laughs> appealing. And if it doesn't look good, it don't smell good. I ain't eating
0: it. They smell delicious. Mm.
1: I mean, a lot of people also say coffee smells delicious. And I can't stand the smell of coffee. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So if you want to be our intern, please email the show at podcast at gmail dot com. But back to Damon. Just the lure that Damon Sotomayor has. Somebody who was a phenomenal player in college, a phenomenal player in the NBA. You, as a, as, an up, as a high school player about to sign with a college team, a school, you want Damon Sotomayor to be sitting in your living room talking to you and your parents. And yeah. this is the only thing he's got to say. Hey, I was in your shoes once. I had coaches sitting in my living room. And I picked a school, and we won a national championship. And guess what? I worked my butt off, and I performed, and I did everything that I could to get my game up to get to the NBA. And guess what? I got to the NBA. And not only did I get to the NBA, I had a pretty good NBA career. And let me tell you what, son. I will give you everything that I know and teach you everything you need to know to get to the NBA. Cause I've been there and I know how to do it, so I will teach you how to do it. That's all you gotta say. All you gotta say. That's pretty much all John Calipari has to say. Yeah. He looks at, he's like go look at uh, the last fifty players I've recruited, all in the NBA right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. I know how to get you to the NBA. I mean, so Pasner
0: doesn't know how to get people to the NBA. Get him to the D League. Yeah. We got we, we got a yeah. Joe Jackson's been lighting it up in the D League, by the way. Who's he playing for right now? It's the D League. I don't know. <laughs> the only D League team I can think of
1: right <laughs> off the top of my head are the Iowa energy, the D League team for yep. the Memphis Grizzlies. That's apparently cool. apparently D League up in Iowa is kind of a big thing. Like they apparently draw a
0: pretty good crowd. Basketball in Iowa is a big thing. Hmm. You wouldn't think that. A basketball in Iowa Well, why wouldn't you? It's cold outside. Yeah. What are you going? All the indoor sports are a big thing, and hockey. Yeah, yeah. Hockey. Yeah, but you can also play hockey outside on the frozen pond, right? Well, if you want to. For well, sure. Why not? Hmm. Uh, last on my list, I do believe. I thought you still had a. Uh, do I have? Two I, I still got one more. So you still got two. The Cornell man, Ben Jacobson. Did I say Frank Martin? No, I you didn't haven't. say Frank Martin. Frank Martin. You still got two. My man from South Carolina. You look at him, coach. The intensity that he brings to the game is something that is is another knock on passenger. that that nice guy mm-hmm. type of nice guys always finish last. Nice guys don't win type of thing. Running uh, a program where you don't curse or anything like mm-hmm. that. I don't curse at the play. Frank Martin is going to curse at you. Yeah. Do you hear what? Uh, going back to the
1: Sunday and uh, pastor's post game interview. He's Quote for quote, said that Austin played like doo-doo in the first half.
0: Hey, we we are going to go through because he's had some great quotes and find some of the most aggravating passenger quotes out there. But with Frank Martin, he's been a head coach for eight Mm -hmm. years, five at Kansas State, now he's at South Carolina. He's making 1.5 at South Carolina. Easy buyout. Memphis can get that. Uh, And at South Carolina, again – You and I both have this in common. Mm. We're targeting coaches, head coaches that is, from mid-major teams or from lower-tier Power 5 teams. Mm. And South Carolina is right there with Auburn as far as Power Mm. 5 basketball is concerned. And so it's definitely a step up in coaching and more prestigious coaching experience. Definitely a job that will probably pay more. Definitely a job where the 2010 Big 12 Coach of the Year, can excel and flourish mm-hmm. and make some noise. You know, he had an Elite Eight appearance in 2009, 2010 with Kansas State. And Frank Martin is just intense. Mm-hmm. And he gets the most out of his players. You know why? Because they have to. They feel like they have to because he is there coaching them up. Is He is Bobby Knight-lite is what he is. He's mm-hmm. Diet Bobby Knight out there on the court. I'll take and,
1: a, a diet, Bob, Bobby tonight. I, I'm not gonna take a, take a take a full one. All right, no, I don't want that. <clears throat> I'm be sitting there on the sidelines broadcasting game and get a chair thrown in my face.
0: Yeah, well, keep your head on the swivel at the basketball right, game. I have to, <laughs> but yeah, I think Frank Frank Martin, if you can get him, be a great get.
1: Yeah, I mean, just looking at what he's done at Kansas State. Uh, that elite 8 run in 2009 2010 uh Michael Beasley was on the team right Stud Stud goodness gracious that was probably he's probably one of the best best college basketball players i ever saw i mean especially personally i mean growing up he might have been one of the only guys i could see that could just put the whole team on his back and win the game basically by himself
0: yeah, and Beasley was a highly talented recruit coming in. Martin brought him in there and left the same one. And left number one draft pick in the NBA. So that, how about that for bringing in talent and developing? Mm. Who you got next on your list?
1: Next on my list uh, is I'm gonna I'm gonna stay within the American Athletic Conference, uh, and that's I'm gonna go with Tulsa's head coach Frank Haith. <laughs> Frank Hayes uh, is currently in his first year at Tulsa. Uh, had a pretty long run at the University of Miami from 2004 to 2011, uh, three years in Missouri. And in those three years at Missouri, uh, he went 76 and 28 with a .731 winning percentage. Uh, you know, in 2012 they won the SEC uh, not that they were in the Big 12 at that point uh, they only they did get knocked down the first round of the NCAA but in 2012 he was named Coach of the Year in three different awards and right now at Tulsa, he's doing a darn good job nobody, people thought Tulsa was going to be a pretty good team they thought they were probably going to be about number 4, number 5 in the conference right now Tulsa is number 2 in the conference right behind ranked SMU and they're seventeen and five right now, that that's a great
0: job. And it's Tulsa. Another one of those legit mid majors where they don't have the the resources mm. that maybe a power major or a power five conference has. So you know. I mean, I'm pretty
1: sure recruits would much rather come to Memphis than Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: And that's not a knock on Tulsa, Oklahoma. You say that like Man. you don't like. Have Tulsa. you been to Oklahoma? No. <laughs> don't go to Oklahoma I have an uncle that lives in
1: Oklahoma I Not Nothing against my uncle, I love the uncle <sighs> Oklahoma, it's just a boring place You got the thunder there Woo. <laughs> Nobody likes the thunder here either I mean I don't know, I talk bad about a lot of places outside you do. of Memphis You do Memphis is my home, it always has been, it always will be Spoken like a true Memphis No <laughs> other place will ever be as good Or good enough for me Okay. So don't go to Oklahoma. Or Tulsa. I don't know. Tulsa could be an okay place. I don't know. Nah, never mind. Just stay in Memphis. Don't even leave. No need for vacations. Just stay
0: in Memphis. Just stay in Memphis, everybody. And come to Memphis and play basketball. Yeah. But here's a knock I have on him as a coach. And it's the same one I had on uh, Ben Jacobson. He hadn't been doing it enough. Let him show another year of sustained success, Mm -hmm. show that he can sustain it, and then, you know, we can talk. But people like those, you know, flashy hires that flash in the frying pan, Mm -hmm. light up real quick one time. So, again, he's bright. He's as bright as anybody out there right now. And he is a great college basketball mind, and you bring him in here, and it would be interesting to see what he'll do with better athletes, better resources, and a better program.
1: Yeah, I definitely think he would thrive much better here at Memphis than at Tulsa. But maybe he just fits in better at Tulsa. Who's, who's your fifth guy?
0: My fifth guy, Jock Vaughn, former Orlando Magic coach. Spurs assistant coach from 2010-2012, Magic head coach from 2012-2015. Now, we can just – that that Magic head coaching thing, I'll just throw that out there because to show he has head coaching experience. Mm. It is at the NBA, NBA level, and there is that little bit of difference. But you talk about somebody being able to walk in and sit down and say, hey, I've been there, I've done that. Played in the NBA under Greg Popovich. Has his jersey retired at Allen Fieldhouse. A true student athlete. I think he graduated, I do believe, with a 3.7 GPA Mm -hmm. from Kansas. Consensus academic All-American. Knows what it means to be a student and an athlete. Knows what it means to be a student and an athlete at a school that has a basketball program that demands mm. you win championships, that demands you win conference titles, I, Jock Vaughn can come in there and sit down and say, hey, listen, I've I've played under two of the greatest coaches ever, Roy Williams, Greg Popovich, and I've coached under Greg Popovich. That ain't a bad guy to learn. And I've coached at the NBA. I know what it takes to get to the NBA, mm. and if you listen to me, I will get you there. And we talked uh, in the first – the first take. Yeah. We talked about being able to how coaches sometimes don't fit at the professional level. Yeah, I mean they're a better college fit. I think Vaughn might have that type of situation mm-hmm. where he struggled with Orlando. Let's face it, Orlando didn't have the talent there necessary to win when he was there. But they're still NBA players. They're NBA players, but just not not the talent, mm-hmm. not the talented ones.
1: Yeah, I'm. I mean they're all talented. You they're can't all, knock anybody from being talented. talented. They're still getting they're not, paid
0: a lot of money. They're
1: not. They're not the Sixers, man. They're not the Lakers this year at least. They're close.
0: They may uh, they might be the Lakers and the Sixers. They they are definitely the Lakers and the Sixers. I think they're a little best. they're
1: they're a little at b- best than those two teams. Yes. They are They have a much better record than the Sixers. I would the Lakers. doubt it. I swear.
0: Let's find that out. I don't think so. I'm pretty pull sure. It up. I'm going to pull it up. Pull, I'm going right to pull it up. Uh, Yeah, so let's see here.
1: Orlando.
0: Philly's, Philly's 112. Orlando's 119. Hey, look who's smart. Look, look at the Lakers. And L.A. has 114. Ah, so who's right? Okay, or, you're right. Thank you. By seven games. Hey. Right is right. They're, they're all miserable, though. Right is right. Whatever. But uh, so I yeah. know
1: it's. I mean, crap might have a diamond in it, but it's still <laughs> a crap.
0: But yeah, so crap that, is crap. That does it for our list. Uh, email us. Do You list. have any
1: honorable mentions or any? Uh, Bruce any, Pearl was my honorable. Bruce mention. Pearl. I, you got one. I had some some wild picks. You know, just the ones that you think that everybody would love. Uh, Mike Shishetsky, of course. He'd be my definite top number one. I mean, has he done enough? Oh, has Mike Krzyzewski done
0: enough? Has he? I just yeah, don't. Let know.
1: me. Let me. Uh, oh man! Oh goodness! I let just, me pull up some facts here
0: for you. I just remember right. him as an assistant at Indiana. He hadn't. He yeah. hadn't really wowed me since that huh. time. So, so the eleven final four appearances, the four yeah. national championships, yeah.
1: thirteen ACC championships hasn't done anything for you? Yeah, no. Second most winning coach in college basketball. Yeah, he's no. got over a thousand wins. No. Is he
0: second most? I'm pretty sure
1: he's second most. Right? I thought he
0: was the winningest. Is he number it. one right I now? I think he's number one.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure he's college basketball. Well, look at me college. making mistake again. <laughs>
1: See, now, people, I didn't make that mistake first time. I'm telling you. You didn't bring it up the first time. I think I did. I can't remember. No. It's not like we can go back and listen to it anyways. I mean, we could. It would just be
0: all that stuff. Yeah. yeah it's Coach K. He's number one? Coach K is number one. That, See? That was, you don't remember that big hullabaloo? blue? Yeah. Yeah. Number one, one. So that'd be garden. so that be my number
1: one. Uh, I t- I take Roy Williams. I take uh,
0: Jim Beheim too. You just uh, why don't we just splice Wooden and Dean Smith? Can we do that? Just splice them, accelerate their growth, make them grown men in their huh. mid to late what forties? Four. Okay, I'll take that. And then have them come in and coach. D- did, do you, do you know how to do that though? No. Email the show if you know yeah. how to do that.
1: If you're a biology guy, if you know how to just raise people from the dead, take one man and another man and put them together, which defies all laws <laughs> of science. <laughs> then email the show at playing hurt podcast at gmail dot com. It, it and we'll wouldn't get know. right
0: on it. It wouldn't know because how would it women be? women have XX chromosomes? Uh-huh. Males have XY. XY. Yeah. So all you need is somebody's X and somebody's Y. Whose X do you take in that situation? I'll take Wooden's X. And you take Dean Smith's Y. Yeah. There you go.
1: Bow. I feel like Smith's more of a Y guy. <laughs> <laughs> more of a Y chromosome guy. And I don't know enough about biology, didn't really know what that means. So I'm just picking one.
0: It means nothing. No. Isn't, Isn't the
1: individual. Y is the Y more masculine or something? <sighs>
0: I'll explain it to you off air. Oh, okay. I have to break it down off air for you. Well, are we going to have a
1: miniature Birds and the Bees talk here or something?
0: No. No. You
1: know how I know. Hey, whoa,
0: whoa. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, know. I've had the talk.
1: <laughs> I'm not incriminating myself on air. Or anything.
0: Okay. So I'll explain to you what all you okay. get with the X and the Y. Okay, uh, Real quick. What you want to talk about.
1: Uh of course I gotta tell you about the uh dude for Ben Ben Five K I've been telling you about for the last couple of weeks. Uh it is at Fayette Academy, which is at fifteen oh ninety uh Highway sixty four in what Somerville. What was that address Tennessee. again? One hundred and fifty oh man, it's just a long address. One five zero nine zero. Okay. Highway sixty four, Somerville, Tennessee. Uh, great event. It's uh, all the money and proceeds go to uh, the Fade Academy Athletic Boosters Club. Uh, it all go, uh The event is for uh, Ben Adair, uh, who tragically died uh, a couple years back. It's to keep his uh, memory uh, alive. Uh, I know that I'm going to be running in, and I'm going to have a, look, a lot of my friends. Hopefully, maybe even CJ might join along if he's, if he's the running type and
0: he's got the day open. I do need to do a 5K. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you should come out and run it with me. So you'll get to meet me and CJ. You'll get to meet a lot of great people uh, and help a great cause to keep uh, someone who I'm very close to, their family, uh, still to this day, uh, memory alive. And so you can register online at DoItForBen.com or you can... uh, E- uh contact his Aunt Mary Jo Sides at nine oh one six oh six eight nine two nine. That number again is nine oh one six oh six eight nine two nine or email her with any questions you might have at do it for ben at AOL dot com. All right. Uh well You got anything more anything else to tell you? Nah, anything exciting it. going on in your life this week?
0: Uh, I had to do a podcast twice. Yeah? Yeah. Same one. <laughs> I got
1: some, I've got something exciting going on Wednesday, though. You know? Nice. Uh, I've got Pi Phi Karaoke at the University of Memphis. If you're a University of Memphis student, come by. Uh, you'll. It's pretty much I, I'm me and about seven of my fraternity brothers were, were dancing to choreography and stuff. To like four oh, different dear, songs. Dear Lord. I look damn sexy. Oh, I'll Lord. tell you what. I look good. So, if you're on where, the camera, Where is it? It's at it, Memphis. Where? At
0: Memphis. Uh, I think it's in the Rose Theater. It's like Wednesday night. You should okay. come out. Take a no, no. I needed bucks. I needed to know. We have to pay for that. I needed to know where it was so I know to stay away from that. I look good, okay? For, for, for let this. me tell you what. I have got some
1: moves. And let me. I, I mean, hey.
0: What, don't go, people. For Drew. No, you got to go. Don't go. For Drew, I'm CJ. Thanks for listening to Playing Her Podcast. Have a wonderful and blessed day you <laughs>